to the first episode of Rosie the Riveting, the podcast, the place where busy social studies teachers come to share their best lesson plans. My name is Jenna Curtis, and I'm your resident Rosie the Riveting. Now that the back-to-school ads are officially making their hideous reappearance, I know that you cringed too when you saw them, and I am certainly not looking forward to adding my alarm back into my daily routine now that the summer's over. But there also has to be some excitement for the upcoming year. I can't really think of any other profession that gets a fresh start like teachers do, with brand new students, perhaps brand new curriculum. I mean, you really do get the chance to start all over again. And so that really gets me thinking what direction I want to take my own classroom in this upcoming school year. What changes do I want to make to my room, my procedures, my teaching for the betterment of my students? And I can imagine that you're thinking the same thing. And so my one goal this year is to improve my flipped classroom. For those of you that have been with us since the beginning, Rosie started as a video about the three mistakes to avoid when flipping your classroom. I've had a flipped classroom for the last three years, and so there's a number of mistakes that I've made in the process, and there's always more to get better at. And one of the things that I really realized is that I really do need a more focused approach to the way that I used my flipped classroom. And I'll explain. More and more research is coming out about the benefits of flipping your classroom, and it's mostly positive, how it increases comprehension and lowers students' stress levels. But obviously, those benefits are only going to manifest themselves if we use our flipped classroom to its full potential. And in three years of having a flipped classroom, I really, to be truly honest, don't think that I've used it to its full potential. The reason being because I think I focused too much on the videos and not what comes after it. And so if you go back to when we started Rosie the Riveting, the very first video that I did was a talk on the three mistakes to avoid when flipping your classroom. And so many of those mistakes focused on the videos themselves and not necessarily the activities that are going to follow in the days after the video. And that's what I want to focus on this year. Because let's face it, one of the hallmarks that we hear all the time about the benefits of flipping your classroom is that it gives us more time. For example, I started teaching um, in high school. I taught there for a number of years. And when I taught high school, no matter what district I was in, I taught 90-minute block schedule classes, which was fantastic. And I love teaching in the block just because I have so much time or had so much time to get through so much of the material. And then I moved to middle school and I was cut to 42-minute class periods, which to me, especially in the beginning, just seemed like all I had enough time to do was take attendance, maybe do an activity, do a review and get them out the door. And still, it never seemed like enough time to do all of those things that I wanted to do no matter how small I tried to make it. And so when I heard about a flipped classroom and I started doing research into it, I jumped at the idea of having more time. And I think that that's where I have hit some of my biggest hurdles is that I get focused on, oh, I get more time. But what we're missing is a very important part of that idea. It's not just more time, it's more time for activities, skill building, student-centered learning. The emphasis should not be on the time that we get, but what we do with that time. So my goal for myself this year is to use my flipped classroom in the way that it was intended, to do an activity, discussion, or project that directly uses the information from the video that was assigned the night before. So let's face it, lectures are easy. If you have 42 minutes, you can create a lecture to fill 42 minutes. If you have 90 minutes, you can easily create a PowerPoint to fill 90 minutes. But activities, activities that are truly challenging for our students are difficult to come up with. And in a social studies class, it just gets me thinking, how do I make the most of the information in the videos without doing frivolous, meaningless, unchallenging activities the next day in class? 
those activities can't be meaningless, especially if it's in the context of what they watched the night before, because I believe that this is going to help us overcome one of the biggest hurdles that I have faced and that I always hear people bring up whenever I talk to people about using the flipped classroom approach. And that is, how do you get students to watch the videos? Are they actually going to watch the videos? And this is going to be an upcoming podcast talking about the importance of consistency because I believe consistency is one of the ways to ensure that they're watching the videos. But I think we have a unique opportunity to show our students the importance of being self-motivated to learn. If we can get our students to want to watch the videos, to want to be prepared so that they can take part in fun activities or grand discussions where they're the stars of the show, where they're the philosophers, the doers, the thinkers. I have to believe that it's going to be a game changer in so many ways. It's going to motivate them to want to watch the videos and not just because there's a grade attached to it. And so that's what Rosie is going to be focused on this year, providing you with those riveting lesson plans like we always have, but also to focus on how in the world do I incorporate this into a flipped classroom? What would my lecture video the night before look like so that they easily and seamlessly integrate into one another day to day? So let's make a pact. We're going to make our students think more. We're going to use our flipped classrooms in the way that it was intended. We're going to move away from being the sage on the stage and really give our students the chance to shine and to work their own problems. This year, we're going to do more activities. This year, we're going to do more discussions and current events with our students. Our videos are going to be the bottom level of Bloom's taxonomy, recall and understanding, and our classrooms are going to be the top level of Bloom's creation and evaluation. And that's not to say that we haven't been doing that already, but this year we're going to take it to a whole new level. The second major change is this podcast. I absolutely love podcasts. If you've been with me, perhaps you checked out my blog post about the Wasps of World War II, which was just a fantastic podcast called Stuff You Missed in History Class. And I just loved that podcast. I had to write about it. There are a number of other ones that I listen to on a regular basis, and I think I found like five more since then since I originally wrote that article. And so it just kind of struck me. I love podcasts and I get so much from them. And so with a one-year-old as well, it was a little difficult to do the videos. And so I wanted to constantly get content out to you guys. And a podcast, I think, is going to be the way to do that. Keep in mind, we're going to keep the same format and time frame. You're busy people. I understand that. We're going to keep them all under 20 minutes. And each episode will either be about a lesson for you to try or an interview with one of our awesome teachers who rivets. And I can tell you that I am so excited. I've already interviewed a number of people, and I think you're going to be really intrigued and really inspired by what they have to say. We're going to have talks on current events, discussions, simulations, motivation, the American presidency. I mean, the list goes on and on and the absolutely fantastic stuff that is going on in social studies classrooms uh, just blows my mind. And I think, like I said, you're going to be really motivated as well. And we're also going to be using the blog a little bit more. If you have not checked it out, please check out rosytheriveting.com. And so for every podcast, there will also be a blog post to go with it to give you some of the resources that you're going to need to implement the lesson that was talked about and also to talk a little bit more about the best way to use it in a flipped classroom. So I hope you'll check it out. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it on iTunes. It helps others find us. For more lesson plan ideas and resources, please check out rosytheriveting.com. Rosie the Riveting is produced by Seven Side Media. 